Thursday with a partly sunny afternoon. We're going into the week with a nice sunny dry Friday and a spring-like warm-up again to the upper 60s. Looks like some rains by midday, if not sooner. Saturday and Saturday afternoon and evening could be stormy depending on the positioning of the weather systems that'll be evolving by then into the weekend. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Warmer days are ahead, and you're invited to fun family shopping at the Spring into Summer Arts and Crafts Show. There'll be an Easter bunny and free face painting for the kids. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Saturday, February 24th, Magnolia Park Recreation District, Louisiana 40, Folsom, Louisiana. Get more info on Facebook at Spring into Summer Arts and Crafts Show. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. Welcome to William Wallace for America. It's your time to speak out about the things that make America the greatest country on earth and also find things in our country that we can unite on. Your host is William Wallace. William welcomes your positive solutions and questions by calling 504-556-9696. And now your host, William Wallace. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to another Tuesday afternoon with me, William Wallace, my show, William Wallace for America, brought to you by Pell Hughes, direct mail and printing. Call them for all your printing needs. Remember, call Adam Strauss over there. Tell him I sent you. Also, please, if you're interested in MyPillow, you'll use that promo code WWFA for all your MyPillow purchases and get that big 80% discount. As you all know, I'm always talking about lack of voter involvement. It's, uh, you know, it's it's something that, that I think hurts our country. It hurts our communities. It hurts our state. And when you have people not showing up to the polls to vote, our country is at risk. And I think that if we started really getting more engaged with our voters and our, and our electorate and the people running for office, that we would end up solving more problems on a national level, but a lot of problems on a local level. And one of those issues, I think, is the judge seats. And with me today in studio running for judge in Louisiana and Jefferson Parish is Jackie Maloney. Jackie, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. But I tell you what, you 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 seem very uh, you're, you're very calm. Yeah. You know, and, and and I say that for a reason. You're very you're very calm natured, and and I, and I want to point that out. So when people start hearing you today, I think they're going to hear something that they haven't heard before. Okay. Good. So let's talk about your first off your 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 qualifications Absolutely. let's go over your resume first off I want to sure. that's the thing I believe that if more people start learning will paying attention to who's running for office that's why I don't just like to do a five minute interview I like doing a longer interview that way people get a chance to know you and the other candidates um, let's talk about that sure well your resume a little bit so I have been a lawyer for 25 years I've been telling people since before uh, most people had cell phones actually. I started in 1998. Uh, The first 14 years of my career, I was a prosecutor in both the Orleans and Jefferson Parish DA's offices. I've tried more than 130 felony jury trials as a prosecutor, including murders, 
rapes, robberies, drug offenses, some of the most violent offenders that this jurisdiction has ever seen. And I thought about running for judge when I was still at the DA's office back in 2012, but I knew I didn't, I felt I didn't have the experience necessary to run at that time because the courts in Jefferson are courts of general jurisdiction, which means that they hear not just the criminal matters, they also hear the civil and the domestic matters. So I left the office and I opened up my own law firm in order to acquire that experience. And I have been in private practice since 2012 doing primarily civil and domestic litigation. So I have extensive experience in all three areas that come before the court. I have tried hundreds of civil cases, civil and domestic cases. I've argued before the Louisiana State Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal, the Louisiana Supreme Court, and I'm admitted to practice before the U.S. Supreme Court in uh, because of a civil matter that I had that went all the way up to the highest court in the land. It was that was extremely interesting to me. That's well, pre- yeah. that's actually pretty interesting. I, I, it I, is. So you because now that for the rest of your life you're able to bring cases to the, to the Supreme Court. Well, if I won this election, then no, I won't be bringing cases anywhere <laughs> up to them. <laughs> but yes, I could practice before the Supreme Court as an admitted member. Okay, so so uh, when you keep saying you tried civil cases, yes. What what kind of what, what uh, uh, describe what sure. that is? Sure. So I've tried just a ton of domestic cases. Domestic cases in every parish they don't go before a jury; those have to be tried before a judge. And so I've tried custody cases. I've tried. Uh, fault trials to determine who's at fault in a divorce. I've tried support issues, child support, um, spousal support, community property partitions, which are actually the most complex, in my opinion, the most complex part of any domestic litigation because it's so detail-oriented and goes back such a long time. You have to make sure you're very thorough and preparing your case. And what cases are those again? Community property partitions where people are trying to divide up assets. And some of the marriages have been, you know, longstanding unions. And so you have to go back, you know, a very long time to pull out documents that you need to to establish your case. But I've also tried contested real estate matters. I've tried contested successions. And my office is uh, in Metairie and we do some non-litigation work as well. Estate planning, wills and trusts for clients, special needs trusts, things like that. Okay, we'll have a conversation later about that. Sure, <laughs> sure. So, t- t- what and it, what types of cases go in front of your court? The court that the, the the seat that you're running for. What kind of cases are tried before that? And I'm, I'm assuming that when you are working for the DA in Jefferson Parish and Orleans, you try the serious stuff like yes. rapes and murders yes. and stuff like that. Yes, I tried the last death penalty that went to trial in Jefferson Parish. So you're right. The cases that I handled as a prosecutor were very serious. Uh, very serious offenses, sometimes very dangerous individuals, and you know it was uh, it was interesting, but also just eye opening about the sort of things that can happen. And it's important to have a judge presiding over those types of cases, the cases that can't settle, that have to go to trial because of the very nature of those cases. You want to make sure that you have someone. And I always appreciated when I had a judge who was very experienced in the code of evidence, the code of criminal procedure, yeah. you know, et cetera. It's very important for those victims and those defendants. Um, what was the rest of your question? No, I no, got off on a <laughs> no, no, no. I'm about, about the kind of cases that are oh. that when you when you were sure, um, sure. So the courts in Jefferson, like I said, are courts of general jurisdiction, which means they hear all criminals, so things from capital murder all the way down to they could hear misdemeanor drug offenses. Um, the civil cases are really, you know. It, 
any kind of domestic case, those are technically civil cases, and the civil cases that come before the court are just what I described, contested real estate matters, injunctions. I just tried a case last month actually in front of Judge Taylor in Jefferson Parish that was a uh, really uh, big neighborhood dispute over certain types of behavior that you know one neighbor found you know objectionable. <laughs> um, so that was an injunction case. And really, any type of civil dispute, whether it's you know contractor disputes, medical malpractice, personal injury, all of that comes before those courts in Jefferson Parish. So, so basically, everything everything yes. that you go to court for yes. is in this is, is it goes to your court, and you've covered a lot of this. Or you've actually had clients you've you've covered from one end or the other, like yes. defense work or whatever. Yes. Yes, I've, I've, I have sat in every seat in the courtroom, and I've done that deliberately because I want to make sure I can see things from every perspective. I think it's important to have that experience, extremely important, actually. So you had your own law practice since 2012, you said? Yes. I find it admirable that you had temperance when it came time to make a decision where you were going to, um, whether you wanted to run for judge, you had that, that passion in your heart, but you decided to say, look, I have the temperance to hold off on that. Is that the right word? That, I think that's um, a good word for it. I just I, I felt at that point I was not qualified. But I, I find it, but I find it very, um, I find it very admirable that you didn't let your passion exceed your experience. Thank you. You know, and that you had the temperance to go. Like, you know what? For the betterment of the community and the people therein, I'm going to wait till I have the I will have the experience and your patience. Well, actually, to be honest, I intended to run a lot sooner. I intended to be in private practice maybe four or five years. But my husband passed away about three months after I went into private practice. Right after I left my steady paycheck job and I opened up my own business, he he passed away. No, that's okay. He passed away. And so I've spent the last 12 years building the business and taking care of my kids. I have two kids. That's, I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. It's, you know, it's what happened. It's been certainly very, uh, it's, it was a challenge. It was a great life experience to kind of go through that because people that come into these courts yeah. have, are also having tough times. And I think that I can relate to that on so many levels, you know. So there's a, there's a certain aspect of being a judge that you can't always be hard and run on, but we're going to lock everybody up. You also have to say, hey, look, I, there's a time you have to have compassion. Absolutely. And no, I, I think people, a lot of people think that prosecutors are always of the mindset we have to put everybody in jail. That's not the case. It's never been the experience that I have had as a prosecutor, or even with the really wonderful people that I've worked with. Right. I've worked with some great people, some great administrations, but I did have the experience um, back after Hurricane Katrina where I was asked to go back to the Orleans DA's office, and I did. And uh, I was assigned to the violent offender unit and given a list of cases to get ready for trial. And when I was uh, getting that list ready, I realized that one of the men on the list was innocent. And I went to the administration and said, we need to dismiss this case. And I was told to prosecute him anyway. Yeah. Did he go to jail? No. Well, he had been in jail for two and a half years by the time I got the case and started to review it. And so instead of pursuing the case, I went to court the next day and put on the record all the reasons why this man was innocent, all the evidence I had gathered. And I lost my job for that. In Orleans? In Orleans Parish, yes, sir. But I was very lucky because... So let's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you there yeah. because we have a break coming sure, up. Sure, sure. And after, after the break, I want you to finish that story because it's sure. very interesting. It is interesting. And, and on the other... Because and, and, I think it leads to a couple other things. But mm-hmm. then after that... I want to talk about this court position that you're, you're running for 
and how it is and what you see as doing it differently. Um, after the break here with William Wallace for America, we have Jackie Maloney running for judge, Division D in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. We'll talk to you after the break. My life's most important moments include the talks that I had with my dad outside on our deck. It was where we got away from the distractions of the indoors and just focused on learning from each other. I want to give that time to my own son today. So as I choose to build an outdoor structure for my home, I'm choosing Sequoia Outdoor Supply. They understand what it means to build memories and they offer everything I need to get that done. Visit SequoiaOutdoorSupply.com to learn more. A very smart financial person once said there are five G's you need in life, and that's God, gold, guns, grub, and ground. And there is a place in Slidell that has gold and guns, and that's Gold and Gun Traders at 1428 Gauze Boulevard in Slidell. And they buy, sell, trade, and transfer. So if you want to buy, have a need to sell, or just need some help doing a transfer, they can help you. Call them at 985-326-GOLD. There is a restaurant on the West Bank side of Jefferson Parish called Signet Landing, and it is a true gem for Louisiana-style dining for lunch or dinner. And their back porch overlooks a bayou with the boats of fishermen and shrimpers, so you know their seafood is fresh. So imagine having a meal at Signet Landing and you won't be disappointed while the sun sets behind the boating community there at Signet Landing and tell them William Wallace sent you. I love my pillow products and I love that Mike Lindell is so passionate about his products and America. I use the pillows and the slippers and enjoy them so much. I'm placing orders on more of his products using the promo code WWFA at mypillow.com to get big discounts on any of their products and you will see what the rest of America loves about the products you can find at mypillow.com using the promo code WWFA. Why buy new when you can renew? Check out Piazza's Top Gun Coatings in Harahan, Louisiana. They can take that tired old patio furniture, railings, rims, and almost anything made of metal and make it look new again. They do powder and ceramic coating and dustless media blasting to clean it. Please visit Piazza's Top Gun Coatings website at topguncoatings.net or call them at 504-667-3626. Jenna McCaffrey is a personal injury attorney, not a billboard attorney. With Jenna McCaffrey, it's not business, it's personal. She recognizes that when you have had an accident, you don't need promises. You need personal service, good advice, and someone that takes your situation personally and offers a level of service that makes you feel like your needs were met and not like you had to take a number hoping you will be made whole again. Her number is 504-837-1234. And remember, it's not business, it's personal. All right, welcome back to William Wallace for America, brought to you by Pell Hughes, direct mail and printing. With me in the studio is Jackie Maloney, who's running for Judge Division D in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. And you might say, if you're listening to my podcast on a national level, why in the world do I have to listen to some judge that's running for in a state city that I don't even, it's not a city, it's a parish, but that, that, that I don't know. Well, guess what? I always tell people you're going to hear ideas that you might need done in your community. 
So, Jackie, let's talk about that. That case is really interesting where sure. you knew he was innocent. Yes, I did. Did they end up prosecuting him? A week after I lost my job, the case was dismissed and the man was released from jail. So I was very happy about that. All right. I didn't get my job back, but that's okay. I ended up, the, the JPDA's office um, asked me to return. I went back there and I prosecuted until I, you know, I ultimately left to open my firm. That's, that's amazing, though, that you... It is. I mean, I, I, because there are so many people that get, that get sent to jail that don't deserve jail um, or, or would be better being reformed so, that, so they'll become recidivists. Um, and what I mean by that is I used to be the lock them up guy all the time, too. Lock them all up. Lock the bad guys up. And I'm still like that for the bad, violent ones. Of course, right. But I think that there, is, there are programs that, for the ones that can be rehabilitated, to get rehabilitation or have justice, which I think in this court that you're running for, formerly held by Judge Schlegel, Correct. kudos to him that he did a really good job working on some programs to make not only the court more efficient, but be able, so people can get justice. Absolutely. He started and, the reentry program, which is an excellent program to help curb recidivism. He is a technological guru. I don't know that I would <laughs> call myself that, but he did some wonderful things, which, which it was the perfect timing, too, because COVID hit. And because of the programs he had put in place, people could continue to, the courts remained up and running. It was a large part of it. So it was great. So uh, running for that seat, you can't really run on or, you know, I, I, I asked this question. I want to be disrespectful at all whatsoever. Sure. Um, how can you say, because are, are you going there to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to make this court better? Or are you saying, hey, I'm going to go there just because I'm qualified? And, and, and maybe you're not going to make it better. Maybe you're going to bring qualification there. But if there are any uh, improvements or not so much improvements, is there just like a lateral move that maybe you can do more things around what Judge Schlegel set up? So you see where I'm going with that? No, I understand you know, exactly what you're asking. And... I think that the, the the best answer for that is I'm running because I am the most qualified, not that I think that the court that Judge Schlegel ran needed to be very much improved at all. I think he did a fantastic job running that docket and handling cases, and I like his philosophy on, on a, a number of things. But I'm going to do it different. I'll have my own patterns or my own um, habits that I'll bring to the right. court. You know, there's some things that I've seen other judges do in the other divisions of court in Jefferson that I particularly like. I'm not sure that Judge Schlegel did those things. It's just a style difference. You know, it's not, um, it's not, it, there won't be huge differences because he did a wonderful job. So basically the, fra the, the framework that he has in place, you're just going to maybe add some color. Yeah. Yeah, add, you yeah. Know, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's some little things, you know, some of the... Um, some of the questionnaires that the candidates have been getting in this race are asking what we're going to do different or what sort of uh, changes we would implement. And, you know, the things that I've been saying, I, I very much like, you know, some of the pretrial, uh, the, the manner in which Judge Darensburg in Division C runs her pretrial docket. You know, she starts court at the same time every single day, which Judge Legal did too, but she does it every single day, and then she always has, you know, certain conferences with lawyers before the docket starts just to keep things moving and to be efficient. I think the most important thing is to be efficient, fair, impartial. So that's, you know, that's my intention. So, yeah, you, you keyed in something else that I was thinking of, about when I said not to make it better as much as going into a position that is already running efficiently and, and continuing that success 
but adding adding a few more things for your own flavor, so to speak. Absolutely, you know, flavor's not a good way to put it. I, I guess, understand but, what you, you know. mean, though. I know what you mean. So the part of the experience I bring to this position is that I, for 14 years, managed a docket from the DA perspective. I know how the dockets are supposed to run. I know, you know, what cases need to be called, how to get lawyers in and out the courtroom to ensure that they can go do their jobs in other divisions, deal with other clients and cases. I, I, I did that thousands and thousands of times as a DA. And I, I have a, a very good handle on how a courtroom should be managed. And then from the civil perspective, I, you know, I take those, the dockets in Jefferson Parish are actually 70% civil. And so, you know, a lot of people focus on the, the, the criminal aspect of those dockets, but the truth is that the majority of cases that come into those courts are civil. And I have a lot of experience, you know, working with the judges throughout my own private practice on those types of cases, and I intend to be very efficient in those too. Custody cases are something that I take very seriously, and I think those really need to be put on a fast track to the extent possible. What's interesting is you've talked about your experience, which is about 70% civil. No, no, no. The courts in Jefferson, the no, dockets no, are No, 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 I know. I'm, 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 I'm comparing the two. Oh, okay. Your own experience, you talked about how you did mostly civil with your own practice. Mm-hmm. But when you're at the ODA in Orleans and Jefferson, there was some criminal you know, in there. Yes. And that kind of sounds like about 30% of your career. So it's almost like your career matches up with the percentage in, 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 you know, in the judge in the seat. Maybe. I mean, I, I have 14 years as a DA, 12 years in private practice. I mean, I, I think it's probably more 50-50 okay. at this point. But I, I've certainly tried more civil cases before a judge or jury than I tried criminal cases right. just because of the sheer number of cases I've had in my private practice. It's been, it's been busy. That's it's, it's pretty interesting. It is. It is. So, so let's talk about what, you know, once you're in there, what do you do on day one? When you get when you get into office, well, the first thing I need to do is sit down and review the docket to see what cases are coming up, read those case files, read the judgments, make sure that there's a certain continuity of the cases, so that there's no delay because of my lack of knowledge about the cases. So I'll be reading absolutely everything that's set, at least you know try to get a week or two ahead to make sure I'm completely prepared. Do any research that may need to be done on cases. Mm-hmm. So that's that's step one, preparation. <laughs> well, I find that interesting because. The reason I said that is because, like you said, when you go when you go in, you don't want to be already behind. This is this seat's basically being filled at midterm, is it? Correct. So, so for you know the people, I'm all about making sure that that people that are in the court system get their justice, so their freedom, their rights are not violated. And it sounds to me by that answer that you said is that that's also on the top of your list, is that people who are going through the system are not getting their rights violated. I agree with that. I love it. We're gonna, I have another question for you on that sure. when we get back from this coming break up here in just a minute. But um, where does this where does this division? What are the boundaries for this division? So you mean for the race, the voting district? Yeah, the voting it's district. The entire east bank of Jefferson Parish. So it's all of Kenner, all of Metairie, Bucktown, Harahan, River Ridge. It's it's a it's a big district. Are there any are there any districts that are east bank and west bank, or are they divide up east bank west bank? There are nine judges that come from the East Bank District, six judges that come from the West Bank District, and then there's three minority seats that are carved out, and I think that does jump the river. I think that that's East to West Bank, 
but don't hold me to that. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, everything, everything's all, you know, like I said, the way they, they, they do the districts. So there's, there's three minority districts, you said? There's three minority seats. Do they do that just for, just for minorities would have, have their own yes. courts? Yeah, okay. to ensure that there's diversity in the court. In I, the never, I never knew that. Yeah, you learn something every day. There's no, there's no diversity as it is right now where they no, have... No, there absolutely is. There are three minority judges, uh, Judge Darrensburg, Judge Faulkner, and Judge Adams. Okay, but no. Story. What I'm saying is, that it was it was, it was mapped that way, so yes. that okay. All right. Well, after the break, we'll talk more about this. And I'm gonna finish up a question and that. We'll get sure. back here on sure. William Wallace for America. So many of my life's most important moments include the talks that I had with my dad outside on our deck. It was where we got away from the distractions of the indoors and just focused on learning from each other. I want to give that time to my own son today. So as I choose to build an outdoor structure for my home, I'm choosing Sequoia Outdoor Supply. They understand what it means to build memories and they offer everything I need to get that done. Visit sequoiaoutdoorsupply.com to learn more. There is a restaurant on the West Bank side of Jefferson Parish called Signet Landing and it is a true gem for Louisiana style dining for lunch or dinner, and their back porch overlooks a bayou with the boats of fishermen and shrimpers, so you know their seafood is fresh. So imagine having a meal at Signet Landing, and you won't be disappointed while the sun sets behind the boating community there at Signet Landing, and tell them William Wallace sent you. When you think of a hotel, you think of someplace you stay when you are away from home. But here in New Orleans, there is a hotel you will want your out-of-town guests to stay at, and you will want to do a staycation there. And the name is Parkview Historic Hotel. They are on St. Charles Avenue, overlooking the streetcar line and Audubon Park. Great views on all sides of the Parkview Historic Hotel. A historic home with antiques from days gone by with a beautiful history will make any stay at the Parkview Historic Hotel a unique unique experience. Jenna McCaffrey is a personal injury attorney, not a billboard attorney. With Jenna McCaffrey, it's not business, it's personal. She recognizes that when you have had an accident, you don't need promises. You need personal service, good advice, and someone that takes your situation personally and offers a level of service that makes you feel like your needs were met and not like you had to take a number hoping you will be made whole again. Her number is 504-837-1234. And remember, it's not business, it's personal. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Tico Fox. Despite having new election laws that will go into effect by 2026, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy says he plans to run for re-election. He says changing to party primaries is too costly with an estimated price tag of $61 million over three years and $135 million over 10 years. This comes as our state faces a $64 million deficit next fiscal year. So we're going to spend all this money on elections for 28 people when we have a deficit in the next fiscal year of over $60 million. The change to party primaries will only apply to Congressional, State School Board, Public Service Commission, and State Supreme Court judicial elections. The Louisiana women's basketball team lost to unranked Mississippi State Bulldogs 77-73 to last night. Coach Kim Mulkey. Experience matters, and when you don't have experience on the floor, you lack leadership, and if you lack leadership, you tend to lack a little bit of chemistry when things get tough. The ninth-ranked Lady Tigers' next game is Sunday at home against Florida. LRN. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. It's that time of year again. Medicare annual enrollment period is here. From October 15th until December 7th, you have the opportunity to make changes to your Medicare Advantage plan coverage. 
Now is the time to speak with a licensed insurance agent about your Medicare coverage options. Find out about the benefits that may be available to you with a Medicare Advantage plan. The Medicare annual enrollment period allows you to shop for plans that may include your preferred doctors and specialists. Call 800-676-1070 and compare different plans available in your area. Take the time to review your coverage and make any necessary changes. Don't wait. Act now. Call 800-676-1070. That's 800-676-1070. Best Medicare is powered by CTA Media, non-government entity, non-affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Policy directed to a licensed insurance agent. No obligation to enroll. All plans offer all of these benefits. Availability benefits and plans varies by carrier location, deductible scope based insurance. Limitations and exclusions may apply. A very smart financial person once said there are five G's you need in life, and that's God, gold, guns, grub, and ground. And there is a place in Slidell that has gold and guns, and that's Gold and Gun Traders at 1428. Gauze Boulevard in Slidell, and they buy, sell, trade, and transfer. So if you want to buy, have a need to sell, or just need some help doing a transfer, they can help you. Call them at 985-326-GOLD. I love my pillow products, and I love that Mike Lindell is so passionate about his products and America. I use the pillows and the slippers and enjoy them so much. I'm placing orders on more of his products using the promo code WWFA at MyPillow.com to get big discounts on any of their products. And you will see what the rest of America loves about the products you can find at MyPillow.com using the promo code WWFA. Why buy new when you can renew? Check out Piazza's Top Gun Coatings in Harahan, Louisiana. They can take that tired old patio furniture, railings, rims, and almost anything made of metal and make it look new again. They do powder and ceramic coating and dustless media blasting to clean it. Please visit Piazza's Top Gun Coatings website at topguncoatings.net or call them at 504-667-3626. So many of my life's most important moments include the talks that I had with my dad outside on our deck. It was where we got away from the distractions of the indoors and just focused on learning from each other. I want to give that time to my own son today. So as I choose to build an outdoor structure for my home, I'm choosing Sequoia Outdoor Supply. They understand what it means to build memories and they offer everything I need to get that done. Visit sequoiaoutdoorsupply.com to learn more. All right, welcome back to William Wallace for America with Judge. Well, she's not she's not a judge yet, but running for the judge seat, District D in Jefferson Parish, Jackie Maloney. You kind of hear some of the unique things that she comes up with because I think it's important that you get to know everybody that's running for office so your heart and conscience can guide you to vote for the right person that you think. So before the break, you're, you're finished up another story there that we were talking about. Uh, you have to remind me. I know, exactly. <laughs> we, well, we were talking during the I, I thought too. you were remind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so you're out knocking on doors right now. Yes. How, how, how's, the, how's, the, how's the vibes going? Great. People have been very receptive. It's been wonderful. I'm just try- The district is so big, it's impossible to knock every door, but I'm going to knock as many as I can before March 23rd. Yeah, March 23rd is the day. So, you guys, if you're not registered to vote, there's still something to register to vote, isn't there? Yes. 30 days before, I think it is? Yes. 
All right. So for if uh, if anything else, at least get out and register to vote so you can vote in this election. Absolutely. So I'm uh, I'm a freedom liberty guy. And 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 I and one of the things that I think happens in our courts is that too many judges um, basically um, they go over the precedents. You know, this was you know they they respect other judges' decisions to a point where sometimes maybe it wasn't a great precedence. Is that the right word? Precedence. Mm-hmm. You know, and and let's say they. I don't want people to legislate from the bench. Is what I'm saying. I absolutely agree with that. And I think too many yeah. judges legislate from the bench, and then the next person that comes in ends up going, "Well, we have to respect the other previous decision, the, the, its precedence," and that's just one area. There's a, a I have, I'm going in a few different directions about this, okay. but I'll let you answer that one first. So Louisiana is unique in that we're a code state. In fact, we're the only. It's the Napoleonic Code. That's the law that is is in place here. So a judge's sole function, in my opinion, is to apply the law to the facts in every situation. And that's what I intend to do. I will never legislate from the bench. I will not be an activist judge. I know what my function is, and I'm going to stay in my lane and do the job that I hopefully get elected to do. So uh, abortion will not come up on in your... Well, it might. Um, it's it, more it, of in a your, legislative your, function. It is, but... Um, Louisiana now is um, banned abortions, but there's some exceptions, I think. Um, but there was a case where the, the baby was to be born without a head or something. So we hear, we're hearing more and more about these, these people that have to leave the state, you know, to have procedures if, if, you know, in, the, in this event. Do you perceive, uh, do you think you're, you're going to see uh, that decision come to your court? It possibly could, certainly. Okay. I mean, I think that that's... It's a truly terrible situation for everybody involved. And I can't say as I sit here today how I would rule in a case like that simply because I'd need to hear the facts of the case right. and apply the law to the facts. That's why, I, that's why I asked you that question. But I can tell you that I'm Catholic. Um, I've always been pro-life. That said, I understand that there are certain exceptions, and I think that I have to hear the facts of a case before I apply the law in any case. And being a woman and and being a judge that's not legislating from the bench, that's applying facts to the law. A lot of facts. Sorry, a lot of facts. That sounds like, it sounds like you're going to be more fair and open about the, the a, a tough decision. And that's the point I was getting to. That's a, that, that to me would be a tougher decision for somebody in your position than, say, a criminal case where the facts and the law point to each other. Well, I think, yes, absolutely, that that would be a horrific situation for a woman to be in, to be carrying a baby with a fatal defect. I think it would be a horrible case to hear, frankly. And, but that's not the only type of case that would come before me that would be difficult. The, The more routine cases that come to the court that are just, in my opinion, as difficult to the custody cases because you're, you're dealing with people's children. And so I intend to take every case very seriously and be fair in every single case and fair to every single litigant, civil litigant, 
victim or defendant that comes before me and listen very carefully to what everybody has to say and apply the law to the facts. That's all I can do. That's all I will do. So let's bring the Constitution into this. Okay. Because I talk a lot about the Constitution, a lot about, you know, our, 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 the rights that we have endowed to us by our creator in the Constitution. You, got, you mentioned Louisiana is a, is a state where we have to apply the code, the, the codes to the facts yes. in there. But where do you perceive the Constitution coming into that, and how what will you do to not only protect our constitutional rights, but also at the same time apply the law to the facts of Louisiana, which sometimes the, the, there's there, there's got to be a contradiction. How what what what's, what um, I guess what supersedes everything? Well. The Constitution, both the United States Constitution and the Louisiana Constitution, they're the law of the land. And if there is an issue with the constitutionality of a statute, that's something that I'd have to consider. And actually, in those types of cases, the attorney, anytime any litigant challenges the constitutionality of a statute and says, you know, one of our code articles is unconstitutional, the attorney general's office comes in and takes a position on that. And then everybody makes an argument, and the district court will decide. But inevitably, those types of cases go up to the appellate court and the Supreme Court. And it's interesting that you bring it up because the case that I told you about earlier where um, I had a case that went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court was on the issue of the constitutionality of a civil statute. So I'm well-versed with dealing with constitutional right. issues. I've dealt with them before all the way up to the highest court in the land. But I also dealt with them a lot as a prosecutor because, you know, lawyers would come in and challenge the constitutionality of certain criminal statutes, and we'd have to take a position and make an argument. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with that process. And I find it very interesting, you know, honestly, fascinating, really. Right. But at the end of the day, the Constitution, U.S. and Louisiana, that is the law of the land that is to be applied in every case. And never, and never do they conflict. There are certain instances where people argue that there is a conflict, but like I said, the procedure for hearing that type of case is all the litigants make an argument, the AG comes in. So... There actually have been cases I've, I've dealt with before where statutes were found to be unconstitutional. There we go. Yeah. I, I, I knew that would be the case. Gun rights. <coughs> Gun rights. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's something that, that I think needs to be protected in Jefferson Parish. Louisiana's already protecting it. And so is it something that, that again, going back to freedoms and liberties, our First Amendment, our, our Bill of Rights, our constitutional rights, First Amendment, Second Amendment, do you see that being, that being an issue in your court? Or is that something else that goes on to a higher court? Well, I can tell you that I am a lifetime concealed carry permit holder and a gun collector. I always have been. I feel very. I have always felt very strongly about my constitutional right to bear arms. I don't really see that issue coming before the court. Okay. You know, at the district court level. Um, but if it does, and again, I'll apply the law to the facts, and I think the constitutional protections we're afforded in our right to carry are extremely important. I take that very seriously, uh, personally very seriously. Awesome. Yeah, I've had a lifetime concealed carry permit for about 10 years. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I think it's nice, too. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it gives you – and look, and that's what people need to understand is that for people who are concealed carry holders – we learn more about how not to use it Absolutely. and how to get out of a situation than we learn on using it. And that's what the, I've always, I've always you know, felt like that's the kind of training that people, people need. So um, another point that, I, that, I'll, that I'll make is, 
you know, I feel that sometimes the law, the, the, the laws get applied a little bit unevenly, maybe, if, if it, or, or maybe, or maybe over, maybe um, somebody commits a crime. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you, they got ten crimes. They find ten other things to charge them with. And before before we know it, somebody's got ten charges when it might have been less. You know, um, you know, but but sometimes they over prosecute somebody. Is that the, the right word to look for that? I have not had that experience. That's just my perspective. Okay. You know, in every case that I handled, there was a legitimate basis for the prosecution of an individual or for the number of crimes they were charged with. The question is, did they commit this offense? So I can understand. You know, I understand what you're saying. Right. I just I have not seen that, and I don't I don't agree with that. So, and and I'm not saying it, it always happens or or happens even happens at all i'm just saying that there's a lot of times that you hear of all these different charges so what i'm hearing from you and the point i was going to make is that what i'm hearing from you is that you're you're going to look at all the charges and not just go hey this person did this they must have done all these other nine things or all the other things too no so the way that it works in the presentation of a prosecution is you have to prove each offense separately okay but and truthfully that's more of a da function article 61 of the code of of criminal procedure the da says who to prosecute when how and and, you know they make the, the charging decisions but as the trier of fact as the judge on a case like that with multiple cases or multiple counts each count has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt in order for the defendant to be found guilty of that particular particular offense. So basically, what happens is this: are, there's already a pre, not pre-trial. But there's already a, a a step before it gets to you. Many steps, actually. Exactly. Okay. Many. And so, for your job is basically going back to rule number one: apply the law to the facts. Correct. The DA's office, you know, the police make uh, an arrest, they investigate, they make an arrest. The DA's office receives a police report, they make a decision about what the person should be charged with, and then the case gets allotted to a division of court, and then it starts to go through the litigation process. So there are many steps before it gets to the court. I love this. You're very succinct. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're very calm, like I pointed out earlier, and very succinct and to the point, and I appreciate that. We got another segment coming up here after the break. Everybody, please stay tuned for William Wallace for America. Interviewing today, Jackie Maloney, District D, Jefferson Parish. Hang tight. We'll be right back. A very smart financial person once said there are five G's you need in life, and that's God, gold, guns, grub, and ground. And there is a place in Slidell that has gold and guns, and that's Gold and Gun Traders at 1428 Gauze Boulevard in Slidell. And they buy, sell, trade, and transfer. So if you want to buy, have a need to sell, or just need some help doing a transfer, they can help you. Call them at 985-326-GOLD. There is a restaurant on the West Bank side of Jefferson Parish called Signet Landing, and it is a true gem for Louisiana-style dining for lunch or dinner. And their back porch overlooks a bayou with the boats of fishermen and shrimpers, so you know their seafood is fresh. So imagine having a meal at Signet Landing, and you won't be disappointed while the sun sets behind the boating community there at Signet Landing and tell them William Wallace sent you. 
I love MyPillow products, and I love that Mike Lindell is so passionate about his products and America. I use the pillows and the slippers and enjoy them so much, I'm placing orders on more of his products using the promo code WWFA at MyPillow.com to get big discounts on any of their products, and you will see what the rest of America loves about the products you can find at MyPillow.com using the promo code WWFA. When you think of a hotel, you think of someplace you stay when you are away from home. But here in New Orleans, there is a hotel you will want your out-of-town guests to stay at, and you will want to do a staycation there. And the name is Parkview Historic Hotel. They are on St. Charles Avenue overlooking the streetcar line and Audubon Park. Great views on all sides of the Parkview Historic Hotel. A historic home with antiques from days gone by with a beautiful history will make any stay at the Parkview Historic Hotel a unique experience. Jenna McCaffrey is a personal injury attorney, not a billboard attorney. With Jenna McCaffrey, it's not business, it's personal. She recognizes that when you have had an accident, you don't need promises. You need personal service, good advice, and someone that takes your situation personally and offers a level of service that makes you feel like your needs were met and not like you had to take a number hoping you will be made whole again. Her number is 504-837-1234. And remember, it's not business, it's personal. It's Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Mary Ann Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Marianne. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. All right. Welcome back to William Wallace for America with Judge Jackie Maloney. Running for Division D in Jefferson Parish. The reason I keep repeating that is because I want people to know who you can vote for, meaning getting to know the candidates who you can vote for. Um, and and there's lots of people running on this next ballot. I hope to have on a lot of other people with a lot of other races because I think it is very important that you get to know people, and this is one way to get to do that. And if you hear this podcast, share it with somebody. So... We've talked. We've talked about rights. We've talked about liberty. We've talked about recidivism. We we've talked about this current this current uh, court that you're going into. How well it's set up. But you're saying you're bringing your own flavor into it, and your but but most of all, your experience. Yes. And that's and that's the one thing that you that you really feel confident about that you've got. You're more experienced. I am the most experienced candidate in this race. And just to kind of go back to what you said a second ago, you said Judge Jackie Maloney. I'm not a judge yet. So right. I'm sorry. Say, <laughs> that's okay. Well, I'm going to be running for judge. Jackie yeah. Maloney for judge. Um, so this is my first run. And I am very confident in my experience. I have more experience than both of my opponents, more trial experience than both of my opponents. I've been practicing law the longest. I've tried the most, the widest variety of cases. And so I... I I feel very good about running. I, and, you know, like I said before, I wouldn't have run 12 years ago because I didn't feel like I would be qualified. Today, I absolutely am. Like I said, and that I find very admirable. So I've done a lot of interviews with, with, um, with a lot of um, national attorneys. And I'm going to bring in two stories. Um, I interviewed Norm Pattis, 
uh, Norm Pattis is um, Alex Jones's attorney. I don't know if you know Alex Jones. He's okay. So, and and I asked him some questions. I said, he said that he is proud to defend. He's a defense attorney to defend some of the worst people, some of the some that, that have done horrible crimes. I mean, it's not exactly how he said it, but that's you know the gist of it. And 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 represent people at the lowest time in their lives. So as an attorney, you know he and I asked him, well, how could that be? Because one of the people he defended was somebody who threw a baby off a bridge, and it sounds horrible. He says that it is horrible. He said, but these are people that many of them, you know, don't you know they're not horrible people. They've just done bad things. Hmm. You know, and so, you know, but he felt honored to be able to represent people at the lowest point in their life. Earlier, you said about compassion and people coming from your court. You know, if they're really bad people, you're still going to have compassion, but you'll still have a lot of strength or you'll have a lot of well, let me clarify. sternness. Well, let me clarify. I have a lot of compassion for people who make mistakes. I don't have a lot of compassion for people who hurt other people or children. I never have. I think that, you know, the attorney that you're talking about, everybody has a constitutional right to a good defense. And that's exactly but, what he said, too. But let me just be clear. Not everybody has the right to my defense. And I have handled a few cases. Earlier in my career as a, as a private practitioner, I did a bit of, de- uh, of defense work, not very much at all. It just it wasn't something I felt particularly comfortable with. But I thought it was important to have that perspective. So I took a few cases, not many. And in the last five years, I had been approached by... Um, people who had been accused of crimes and felt that they were unjustly charged. And, and actually, quite a few of those. And, and frankly, most of those cases I didn't feel comfortable taking. But in the last five years, I did take two that I felt very strongly about. I felt that they were self-defense cases. One went to trial in April, jury trial, two week uh, in St. Tammany Parish. And I would defend this lady again tomorrow. Uh, she was defending herself, pulled a weapon in the midst of a physical attack, and was charged by the office over there. They had their position. They felt strongly about it, and I felt equally strongly on the other side. So we tried that case. And there was one other gentleman uh, in St. Did John. she get off? She was convicted of negligent homicide. Mm. Negligent homicide. It was. She was at a friend's house. Um, the friend's boyfriend tried to break in, ultimately did break in, and attacked both of them. And she pulled her weapon. He tried to disarm her, and when he did, the gun went off, and she killed him. I didn't think she should have been charged. No. So I felt, like I said, very strongly about that particular set of facts, and I wanted to help that person. So I took that case. And one other similar case, the St. John uh, the Baptist case, where my client was a convenience store owner, and he was arm robbed and shot the arm robber and was charged with manslaughter. And I felt very strongly about that, that he did probably what anyone would have done in defense of himself and others. So those are the two serious cases I've taken, and I'm proud to have taken them, and I would take both of them again tomorrow, even in the middle of a judge race if they needed my help. I just I felt very passionately about their right to defend did themselves. Did that person get convicted? Ultimately, we pled. In that yeah. case, again, negligent homicide because he was looking at you know, 20 years in jail <coughs> if he had been convicted as charged. It was just a risk. And so that's something I recognize that lawyer, defense lawyers will come in and, you know, the state takes a position and then the defense takes a position. And sometimes you have to do what's in your client's best interest. 
and uh, in you know, sometimes that ultimately is a plea to a much lesser charge. So like I said, I've seen cases from all angles, and I can understand where everyone is coming from. It doesn't mean that I'll agree with different <laughs> positions, but right. I certainly can relate to it, and I know the law. I've, I've applied the law in every kind of case that's going to come before the court. But And that's why I'm asking you these mm-hmm. questions, because you're, you're pulling out examples yes. to show your experience and what, what, you, what you've worked on. Um, I did another interview with um, a woman named Elizabeth Franklin Best, and um, and and she's defended a lot of people around the country, and she explained to me one case that she had, where the the person had well, he was um, you know 18 years old, at his stepfather's house, and he was selling a joint somehow or another. It got tipped off that that was going on. Police came in, arrested the 18 year old kid, um, and because and when and when they, when they searched the house. Stepfather had a gun in the back of the house, mm. so the kid gets charged five, you know, three years or five years, whatever it was, for having a gun while selling, you know, a drug. And then when he gets when he gets out, he is a convicted felon. Yeah. He was 21 years old, would never be able to vote, never be able to be a part of society, you know. Even though he, he did something wrong, you know, now he's his chances of being recidivist are more are higher than others. Any cases like that that you tried? No, absolutely not. I, I. Like I said, with people who make mistakes, I've always felt compassionate for compassion for those people. I've, I'll be honest with you, I've not felt much compassion for the offenders that I dealt with who hurt other people. Right. I have a real problem with that, as I think we all should. Right. But that case that you're talking about sounds particularly egregious, and you know, it's I, I never handled a case. To my knowledge, that's exactly like that fact pattern. Well, but, but either way, though, it, it, just a, an idea of how you would handle a case like that. Well, that's it. Like again, that's a DA function, and you know, the DA decides who, when, how to prosecute. So you wouldn't overstep your boundaries as a judge. You would stay within your own boundaries, and and do the thing and, and do it the right way instead of legislating from the bench. That's correct. I mean, I can't order a dismissal in a case even if I don't agree with it. Jackie, we got about thirty seconds okay. left. What, 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 what say you in this last 30 seconds? So the election is March 23rd. Early voting starts March 9th. The entire East Bank votes. And I hope that uh, when your listeners hear this, this interview that they'll consider casting their vote for Jackie Maloney. I love it. Thank you so much. And Thank everybody you so else. Thank you so much for having me. Let's, oh, you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. And uh, you know, we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. And everybody else, please share the video. Share the, I'm sure the interview with somebody else. I said video because I did a video earlier. Share the interview with somebody else that you think needs to be informed. Thank you all so much for following my show, William Wallace for America. And have a great night. Many of my life's most important moments include the talks that I had with my dad outside on our deck. It was where we got away from the distractions of the indoors and just focused on learning from each other. I want to give that time to my own son today. So as I choose to build an outdoor structure for my home, I'm choosing Sequoia Outdoor Supply. They understand what it means to build memories and they offer everything I need to get that done. Visit SequoiaOutdoorSupply.com to learn more. There is a restaurant on the West Bank side of Jefferson Parish called Signet Landing, and it is a true gem for Louisiana-style dining 
for lunch or dinner, and their back porch overlooks a bayou with the boats of fishermen and shrimpers, so you know their seafood is fresh. So imagine having a meal at Signet Landing, and you won't be disappointed while the sun sets behind the boating community there at Signet Landing and tell them William Wallace sent you. A very smart financial person once said there are five G's you need in life, and that's God, gold, guns, grub, and ground. And there is a place in Slidell that has gold and guns, and that's Golden Gun Traders at 1428 Gauze Boulevard in Slidell. And they buy, sell, trade, and transfer. So if you want to buy, have a need to sell, or just need some help doing a transfer, they can help you. Call them at 985-326-GOLD. I love my pillow products and I love that Mike Lindell is so passionate about his products and America. I use the pillows and the slippers and enjoy them so much. I'm placing orders on more of his products using the promo code WWFA at mypillow.com to get big discounts on any of their products and you will see what the rest of America loves about the products you can find at MyPillow.com using the promo code WWFA. Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday night at 7 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.